Hey, this is Boring Conversation Anyway, episode 52. Thank you for joining us yet again. We're back. We seem to be in a once-in-a-month format, but uh, here we are. Yet again, great panel for you today. We're going to be looking at collecting or hoarding. Uh, running through who we've got today, we've got, uh, I'll just go from my left to right, Sardan Curto. Hello, sir. How are you? Hello. Nice to have you back on. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Uh, from DorksideToys.com, Mr. Sir Edward of Campbell. How are you? I'm okay. How about yourself? Good, good. Can't complain. Mr. Realm Recap and Chief Yak. Jason, hello. Oh, we've got microphone <laughs> problems. He's there. He's hello. There. Oh, he's there. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Uh, we've got from Jedi Temple Archives, uh, Paul. How you doing, sir? Hello, doing well, thank you. And last but not least, we have Tamer from Imperial Shipyards. Hello. Thanks for joining us. Look, guys, thank you for coming on here. I know this is a, a, it takes a lot of your time to come on and join and, and do this kind of stuff, but I have great fun, as we've just proved in the, the pre-show. We always have great fun on this kind of stuff, but um, I always wanted to do this, and I'm really glad you guys are on it. Two of you have been involved in one of the best books around collecting, uh, which is something I want to talk about today as well. But the whole show really is all around collecting or hoarding. We're going to take you through some examples of some really good collections, some amazing stuff from Steve Sansweep, Philip Wise, Gus Lopez, some really cool collections, and we'll share these on screen with you. Uh, so if you, you want the MP3 version, you're going to miss out a little bit, but we'll give you an MP3 version of the show afterwards. You'll see a link underneath uh, the comments in the YouTube video, so you can download this if you want to. All the show notes, all the stuff we talk about today, all the links that we share on screen here in this video will also be underneath as well. So if you want to get all that info, get it underneath. And that's it. So we'll dive on. So today, the show again, it's all about are we collecting, are we hoarding Star Wars? I'm a bit of a, of course, between both, I think, over the years. But the first thing we're going to share up is, um, this is a bit of a retro uh, blast from the past. Let me share this up on screen for all of you guys to see. This is from a really cool... Um, a Facebook group called IGrewUpStarWars.com. Let me just, uh, everyone can see that. This is an old, gorgeous uh, retro uh, Star Wars. Uh, I just, this just gets me. I mean, literally, someone's posted down here, takes my breath away, and it just, um, does anyone ever remember actually seeing a store like that? Did you, I mean, is this just not, not a dream? Not that big. <laughs> Dan's putting his hand up. You're, you've ever seen a store like this? When I was, well, maybe not as many, but yes, I, I've seen stores with tons of vintage collection. Well, vintage, not vintage collection. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> a collection those, of... Those are the ones that I bought as a kid, you know, it would just be end caps full. But uh, I don't know what, they, I have dreams about this, but it just, uh, here's a reality of a photograph, but... There was a place in Freehold, New Jersey, where I, uh, a town not far from where I grew up, and uh, it was called Fun Town, and it looked just like this. Hmm. Yeah, I used to go to Child World all the time as a kid, and I would get my Star Wars figures, my Migos, you know, and pick them, pick them all up. Uh, at, at well, had my parents buy them. So. <laughs> I, I think the, the name even Child's World there. I don't think you would even get a store like that anymore these days. But uh, no, they're gone. Maybe. No, they're gone, but um, look, it's a bit of a fantasy dream, this, I think, for all of us, or many of us anyway that collect Star Wars, but uh, this is something I thought was key, was are we all trying to, if you're a collector, are you try, Are we all trying to maybe recreate this in some ways? Eddie, you went ahead and just shared a link in the show notes because you said, <laughs> yes, I am! <laughs> so uh, you're already trying to do this, so what is this? Is this your new warehouse or something? Yeah, well, that's just, it's hardly, well, we, it is the warehouse, but we have a small little reception area out front, it's basically just one room. It's not much of a retail store, but it's uh, 
we really need that area for storage, but I was like, screw it, we're going to use it. I can see you've already got little figures linked up, and you're obviously a collector. We oh, know that, yes. But, I had to put all the vintage collection figures in star cases because I wasn't going to punch them out. So, But, um, yeah, I just wish we had a lot more to fill that up. But sadly, that's about all the vintage collection figures we have left. So, uh, yeah. So. All right. Well, look, it's something, and again, this is what we want to ask you guys. We want to do a quick round the table, um, just kind of question. Oh, someone's adding another link in here. Let's share this off. Um, this is yeah, this link this. is um, my friend Justin over at uh, Jedi Defender. I've been mm -hmm. over to his house since I've seen his collection. I've, he recently bought a new house, and he's devoted a room to Star Wars, and uh, he's essentially recreating that first image that you had shown with you know, pegboard walls and you know, and uh, every figure on a on its own peg. Oh wow! Okay, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys seen that? Okay, we're sure. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so wow! Wow, cool. that is awesome. Yeah, that looks great. So that's his wall, back wall, and then those are his carded figures there. Oh my god, it, that's just it's born. it's awesome. <laughs> Has he put them all in acrylic cases? Um, no, they're um, star cases. No, yes, they are acrylic cases. Okay, because some look like yeah, those acrylic cases are pretty. Some are in star cases. Yeah. Wow. So you've seen this, Jason, in the flesh? Yep. Yep. Oh my God, that is just so. It's only one deep. It's only. It's not like it's a. Right. Yeah. It's it's basically a representation of every figure, you know, on every different card back that they may you know you, that they may have come on. Yep. So, yep. God, that's beautiful. It's that's, insane. And then oh he has all God. of the jumbo figures as well up above. And they yeah, 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 this, yeah. this runs around the perimeter of the room. It's it's just like you want to just lay on the floor and make snow angels. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. We know exactly what you mean. We know exactly what you mean. Um, yeah. Well, look, just as a kind of um, uh, something, I think it's good to do. There's a lot of collections like that we're going to see today. So there's tons of good stuff out there. But from everyone's perspective. Quick round the table. What do each of you collect? What do you all? Um, what do you collect? So, look, Dan. Let's start from you at the very top. Um, quick background on when you started collecting, what you collect, the focus, all that kind of stuff. Well, I've been collecting Star Wars figures since they first started coming out. Um, I, I had the early bird kit as a kid. I don't have that anymore, but I do have the figures still. Yep. Um, but I, I always collected the card backs, collected the boxes, all the all the action figures, and that branched off into some of the, like I said before, the Mego figures, uh, the superheroes, Star Trek, uh, when the, when those were when those were coming out in like the 70s and the 80s, uh, and then branched off into comic books, which became the bulk of my collection <laughs> and the bane of my existence in some cases. <laughs> You know the long white boxes, right? I have yeah. over 75 of those white boxes in my garage and various other milk crates and other cardboard boxes full of comic books that I have not probably looked at in probably 10 years. Wow. And they're just sitting there. And my wife is constantly like, why do you have all this stuff anymore? Get rid of it. And then, obviously, I collect all the Star Wars figures over the years, uh, mostly just the Hasbro. I don't. I don't venture into Sideshow or Gentle Giant or Lego or anything like that. Just because, you know, collecting Hasbro is expensive enough as it is. Sure. Uh, plus, I still collect some of the Marvel 
uh, superhero figures like the Marvel Universe line. So anything three and three quarter inch, you know, I'll at least check it out. Yep. Would you say you've got a focus at all? Do you think you, is it Hasbro or three and three quarter? Is that your focus or? I would say yes. I mean, and even like the vehicles and playsets, they don't really do playsets anymore. But I try to track all those down too. And there's been a few that I've missed over the years. But uh, you know, as I got older and when I was when I was a kid, I had all but five of the classic Kenner figures. And when I became an adult and started working, it was my mission to track those down. And you know, when you first got a job and you're first working, you're kind of like, well, you know, I'll get paid next week, so it doesn't matter how much this costs. I went into a comic store in New Jersey, and they had the two figures that I was missing. R2-D2 with a pop-up lightsaber and Luke Skywalker in Stormtrooper outfit. Together, they were selling them for $200. Loose. <laughs> Loose. Jeez. Okay. I didn't care because I wanted them. <laughs> and this is like 94, 95, so the Internet really wasn't around as you know as we know it now. Uh, and I just had no problem plunking it down so that I can get them. And, and you still got them to this day? I still got them, yep, yep. And and some of the vehicles, I remember buying the TIE Interceptor, which was sort of rare. It didn't it didn't see wide you know, release as the TIE Fighter did. And uh, I bought that home. My roommate at the time said, what are you going to do with it? I was like, well, I'm going to put it together. And I open up the box, and I peel off the stickers, and he's like, what are you doing? <laughs> So do you get to display any of your stuff at all, or are you just limited with space? You can't really well, like, collect to display married, it? Or... So <laughs> displaying it is not an option. You can see behind me, they're all in tubs and storage. And yep. Back when I was running a photo archive, I was constantly dragging them out and using them for reference and you know sure. comparisons and stuff. And Actually, I'm surrounded by it now. Uh, in recent years, I don't have to do that as much. But uh, I still collect them. I still open them, and I have you know the Ultrama displays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you can't see it from where you are, but for me, I have three of them set up on this top shelf up here, and they're full of Marvel Universe, some of the Clone Wars, which I'm about to put away because the line's over. Uh, the Vintage Collection is on this shelf, and over here I have some of my. Um, sort of mix and match. I've got uh, the Marvel Select, Mephisto, some Ninja Turtles, the Disney World, Indiana Jones figures, and then I have the uh, the 18-inch Darth Maul that Diamond Select made. And then let's see. I think I can take him down without breaking anything. I don't know if you guys know this dude. Oh wow! So this is, Pitt. this is Pit, which is a build a figure. Up oh, his arm popped off. It goes back on. So, I just liked this guy, so I bought him. <laughs> well, here's the tough question here. We've got to all answer this today, and I think we're, we're all boarding on, on one or the other, but um, do you think you're a collector, or do you think you're a hoarder? Not that either one is a bad thing, because we're going to show the good uh. and the bad side of this. What do you think, or do you think you were a collector, and you're getting into the point where you're hoarding? What, well, what's your I, I hate that show hoarders with a passion. Because my wife and daughter are convinced that I am a hoarder, and I keep telling them that no, I'm a collector because I, you know, take care of all my stuff and everything. And um, on my birthday in December, I had a situation where I was at work, and 
my wife calls me up and says that we had a situation with the plumber and they have to get to the pipe to replace it. And what they did was they were going to, they didn't actually do it, but they were going to have to access the main pipe, which is in a closet behind the wall in my office of a, a closet door that I haven't opened in 10 years. <laughs> so to access this, they had to take everything out of the closet. I have no freaking idea what is in this thing anymore, right? And it's now scattered all across my basement. So by the time I came home, I, I, I felt like someone just ran over my dog. I don't know how to explain it, you know? And the, the reality is... They touched my stuff. If, I know. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> but the reality is it was mostly empty boxes. Oh, that's good. That's good. Well, no, this is... this. So this is the question, you know, it's... Uh, you collect this stuff, you collect the packaging. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. So, yes, I've always done that. And... Now I have to answer to myself, and it's all dusty, and there's stuff in there I didn't even know I had. You know, it's like, oh, wow, I don't remember buying that 10 years ago, but that's cool, and I still have that. And then you, she's like, well, what are you going to do? Are you going to put all this stuff back, <laughs> or are you going to get rid of it? Because here's the thing. It's all cardboard and plastic. I don't need it. I don't need the plastic bubble that held the spaceship in the box. I don't even need the box. I have the ship. And the ship is not even on display. It's in a storage tote in the garage. Mm-hmm. This, so, is, this is the tough you know, question. It's, like, yeah. it's You hear the horror stories of water damage and stuff. People lose their collections. I had to face the decision to actually get rid of that. And for me, that was a harder choice. And uh, it's gone now. Oh, wow. But, there but there's still plenty left. Don't worry. <laughs> well, you're clearly not a hoarder. If you can get rid of something, that, that, I think that's a step in the right direction. That's a step in the right direction. Go. There's more to go because when I was, uh, you know, working on Rebel Scum, working on Cool Toy Review, I had a lot of different <coughs> kind of collections too. Marvel, DC, uh, sure. some of the movies, and uh, I don't really want any of that. Masters of the Universe, I have almost the entire collection. I don't really collect that line. Um, and a friend of mine helped me sell some of my G.I. Joe collection uh, earlier, or last year, uh, at the Joe Con. I have no interest in any of it, but I was collecting it for the site. Now I don't have to worry about that. <laughs> well, you can't sell it. That's the point. So, And you're willing to even think about part with stuff. So I think that's the big difference as well, is if you hoard, you yeah. keep everything. You're keeping everything. Um, but... But then we'll move on. So, look, Eddie, what about you? Quickly again, just what you collect. Um, and again, are you I guess right. Well, I used to be a hoarder. I was obsessive. Um, but about ten years ago, um, I, I, I probably had about. I'm guessing it would have probably been about two thousand carded action figures. It would have been mostly up to Power of the Force 2 and you know, Power of the Jedi and Saga and the whole thing. And then I, uh, I basically just I sold it off. I was unemployed and broke. <laughs> and I just couldn't continue, and I just got rid of it all. And, and uh, it, you know, it hurt at the time, but uh, I got over it. And uh, I'm okay now. I mean, I guess now that I'm on sort of the other side, I still get really excited about stuff, and I, and I, and I, I keep... Like the vintage collection, Carter ones, I kept all those, and I have a, a collection of actual vintage loose figures that I that I, I like. Mm-hmm. But um, 
it just doesn't uh, like the Black Series. I, I get excited about. It. I think they're cool, but I didn't keep any of them. I mean, it's um, yeah, it's. Uh, I think more. I'm, I'm a little bit more balanced now. Before I was just crazy obsessive, but now it's um, it's just like yeah. I'm. I'm I guess I, I don't want to say I'm over it, but um, yeah, I'm just okay. it's it's different. Yeah. I was going to say, you're, you're in the luxurious position of being able to get this stuff and look at it and then go, meh, and just, you know. Yeah, <laughs> that's I, well, cool yeah. yeah one of the girls that, that works for me, I was talking about the uh, Gentle Giant figures, and I really like those Jumbo figures, and we were setting them up today, and a lot of the ones I have there uh, in the store are from my own personal collection, and some of them are pretty high dollar. Premium Guild Yoda, the San Diego Comic-Con, Vinyl Cape Jawa, and stuff like that, and I was just like, I was like, man, I really like these. I don't want to sell this stuff. And then, <laughs> and then it was just like, you know, I just like the people who work for me just they want to continue to get paid. So it's probably better if I just sell all this stuff. And yeah, it's sounds good. Jason, what about you? I mean, in terms of uh, what you collect, when did you start collecting? Do you have a focus? And what do you think, collecting or hoarding? Yeah, um, uh, like Dan and pretty much probably all of us, we started collecting right from the beginning. Sure. Um, back in you know '78 or whatever. Um, I continue continued on with that as much as I could, um, and then you know, kind of when the movies wrapped up, like around you know '85, I never ventured on past the actual Star Wars line. I never purchased a Ewoks figure, or a Droids figure, or any of the vehicles or any of that stuff associated with it. So I mainly stuck with the you know the the movie line. Mm -hmm. um, three and three quarter inch stuff. Um, I was never a big twelve inch figure from back then either, or figure collector back then. I didn't have the the quote unquote dolls or whatever. Um, after that, I was mostly like a Transformers mask, GI Joe kind of a person. I wasn't a big. I wasn't into comics really, so I didn't have you know DC or Marvel or any of that stuff. Um, that pretty much continued on until like all of us around 95 96 and then I was totally <laughs> full on back into back into collecting Star Wars stuff driving all over hell paying ridiculous prices for figures that are you know obviously they're crap now <laughs> and you know <laughs> I remember trying to hunt down you know Lando from the Power of the Force 2 line it was so was such a hard figure to find in my area that I paid some ridiculous price. I probably have I probably have it carded still because I didn't want to open it, and I bought a second one later, like thirty five dollars or something like that for Lando. Or you know, that was the going rate. Yeah, it was. You know, from some mom and pop collectible store. Um. Today, what, what do you go ahead? Sorry, when you go, no, go ahead. Um. Today, pretty much the end. Like most of us, I. I collect um, the three and three quarter inch stuff, mostly just the figures. I'm not a completist um, for vehicles. I I pick and choose. For a long time, I was really kind of focused on maybe just like the, you know, the Skittles Jedi Starfighters. You know, I just wanted to make sure I had every one of those, and then uh, some of the original trilogy vehicles that I. <laughs> Yeah, I just picked this one up the other day on eBay for 15 bucks. Nice. I only didn't get it when it first came out. Nice. Why? Because I don't have it, so I need it. And for 15, that's can't beat that. Unless you can find one for 14, I guess. Right. Um, 
Um, so, yeah, like the vehicles, I I mainly pick up um, nowadays just the ones that are in the vintage packaging. I don't, I haven't picked up all of the different micro or you know the kind of the scaled down vehicles mm-hmm. that have come out since. I I know I have the Jedi Starfighters from that, but I don't have the Boba Fett version of Slave One and the. I think there's another one that I don't have, but. So, so what do you think then of the from your perspective? You're collecting. You, do you still see yourself as a collector or a hoarder? Do you think you're kind of getting to that point, or? Being as though that, I'm you know, since you know 2005, I've been married. Since 2010, I've got a kid, and <laughs> since last year, now I have four. Um, <laughs> it's I've had to pare down quite a bit of my. I've I've had to channel my focus on my collection quite a bit since then and it's mostly I still three and three quarter inch figures is where my love is going to remain I still pick up some of the um, some of the jumbo figures that I can find whether they're you know a special deal on them I don't I'm not a completist for that line at all I wish I could it's just there's just no space for something that large as far as being able to keep them either on the card or open them up, God forbid, and <laughs> and have them on display. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll get to one point today where we're going to show someone who's actually put things on the ceiling. That's how, yeah. you know, kind of, yeah. you know, using every bit of space is, is kind of important. So, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> but, and then yeah. I, also, I also collect um, some of the sideshow stuff. I'm kind of picky and choosy with that. I mainly stick to the original trilogy figures um, that I keep. Um, I do have some of the clones and some of the, you know, some of the Jedi from from Sideshow in the 12-inch scale. Um, but like I said, I'm kind of picky and choosy on stuff like that. Yep. Um, and then as far as non-Star Wars, well, I, I do have, I guess, another... I, I collect Lego polybag. Yes, you do. That's I I don't I don't buy any of the boxed box stuff. It's just again, it's a space issue and a money a money issue. You know, everyone knows how pricey those Lego sets can be and like Hasbro, they tend to reissue the same sets, you know, every every few years you'll get a new version of the same thing and I just know I can't keep up with a collection like that. So Yeah, I know that's for sure. I stick with the little minifigures and the little mini ships. You know, the micro fighters has been a kind of a cool expansion for Lego to allow you to get some nice signature original trilogy vehicles and characters in a ten dollar price point, which is kind of nice. I I agree that uh, I bought my first Lego set because I bought this little Millennium Falcon with Han Solo because it was so cool. And, and see, I'm not a Lego collector, so I had to buy it. Yeah, and what's kind of funny too is I I was never really sold on the planet Lego sets. Right. But mm. I don't know, there was just something about these these vehicles since they were a little bit bigger and a little bit more detailed as far as kind of recreating what the the ships look like. I yep. I like this Microfighters line more. I also collect um Kubrick's, um Star Wars Kubrick's. Um there's a spendy thing to get into if you ever wanted to try to complete a set of those, you know, where chase figures in that line can go for, you know, $500 easy for a single Lego-sized figure. 
Um, I have none of those, and I will not have any of those. I, I know my limit there. Um, and then as far as non-Star Wars, um, I pick up Marvel Universe. Figures, I'm kind of picky and choosy there. I like some of the core X-Men um, figures, mostly geared around the 90s cartoon. You know, I liked a lot of those figures that were featured on that show. And so just about everything, then, really. Yeah, I, I know. I kind of dabbled, but you're like, <laughs> I'm like, that's every range of. And then, I, you know, I opened up with saying that I have, I've started to having to pare down with a lot of stuff, and it's like, geez, I could cut out I'm like every franchise in the last 50 years. <laughs> I could cut out a ton of stuff right now, and still, but you saying just let the rest of us, Jason, don't worry about it. So. As far as being, as far as being a collector or a hoarder, I'm. I wave and walk that thin, fine line between the both, you know, yep. both avenues. I think, you know, I know I have a garage, and garage rafters full of boxes of things I'll probably never look at again. And you know, they're all they're packed away nice. You know, it's not like I just toss them up there to, you know, just serve as you know mouse habitat or something. <laughs> but can you park your cars in your garage? Yeah, I can. <laughs> I can't. I have, I, I have. We have a large garage, and it's it's a it's a four car garage, and you uh, can park two cars in there. So making room for the cars. Making room for the cars. Um, but you know, f f as an opener, more. I tend to keep all of the packaging. So I've got you know the white file boxes full of card backs. You know, I, I never kept the bubbles, but I always, always kept every single card back that I've ever opened. Wow. In, unless it was a duplicate figure, I I never kept the, the opener of a you know like if you buy you know five or six stormtroopers, I never kept, you know the the fifth and sixth card backs. So I always just kept the one reference version, and then pitched the others, which was kind of cathartic. Um, and then. As far as like the packaging for vehicles, I know a lot of people that break theirs down. You know, they fold them, try to fold them flat. You know, in sure. order to save space. I couldn't bring myself to do that, but um, you know, because okay. I think for a long for a long time, I even kept the twist ties and everything that was in the box. That, you know, <laughs> and it's just <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think we know where you're going now. That, that's where you're the one. That's where the fine line comes in. I it's kept the poly bag that I bought, brought it home from the store. In. Okay. Yeah, so. But I've done a lot better. This, this is this is the thing. When you, when you, you if you bought the titanium series figures, oh. did you keep the little screws that came with them? <laughs> I never bought those. I, 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 opened, I opened one. I opened the Darth Vader one, and I I could probably find it right now. And I I swear I have every single twist tie, rubber band, plastic you know skull cap thing that they came with to uh, protect the figure. But to say, to say like you're a designer by trade, you're very methodical right. and detailed, and, and I suppose that bleeds into your collecting habits and what yeah. you're doing. But uh, the twist ties, dude. Hmm. Don't know about that one. Whatever. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I can Wait, probably like, I could probably run my hand around the carpet and probably find, find one, little, you know, yeah. hiding yeah. in the mat somewhere. 
let's move on quickly just to let these guys have a chance to see their piece. But um, Paul, just from your point of view, collecting, what, what do you collect as well? Um, briefly, just your focus and, and yeah, whether you think you're collecting or hoarding, what are you doing? Uh, <laughs> Here we go, million little question. <laughs> Fill the beans. I, I don't know what's wrong with all you people. I mean, I'm just a collector, you know. <laughs> um, Come on, we know you. I, I, I think I have a bigger problem than most other collectors because I, I, have, I have so many interests. Uh, the life-size bust from Sideshow, the premium formats, the 12-inch figures, and then General Giant mini bust and jumbo vintage figures, and then we're not even talking about Hasbro yet. Um, the whole other space, space just evaporates with the boxes. So that that's my biggest problem is is space for packaging. Um I, I don't I don't save any of the Hasbro packaging. I, I open up everything Hasbro and put it in a tote. Um but, but I I have ten life size busts from Sideshow and just imagine ten boxes of human heads. So where do you put it? <laughs> What's a lot of heads? Yeah. But 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 I can relate to Dan and Jason too. But I just cleaned out my crawl space, and I found 28 totes of Star Wars Saga original trilogy collection, Power of the Jedi, and Power of the Force stuff. All the 12-inch figures from Hasbro. I, I just I don't know. It's it's overwhelming sometimes. It yeah. is. But see, now that's the thing that I was kind of saying before. Like Jason and Paul, I know you photograph for your sites just like I used to do. And that was my justification for a long time. Right. It's like, oh, no, I got to get it because I got to put it on the website and I have to open it. But, you know, do I want one carded? I made that decision long ago. I was going to be a loose collector. But there's a few pieces that I still have boxed and carded or whatever. But it's, then I keep the boxes. And, Jason, you mentioned I would take the boxes and fold them flat and stick it in the biggest box that I had, like the Adat or the Naboo yep. Starfighter or, you know, the Queen Ship, and that would be, like, the cardboard box full of other cardboard boxes that I would then put into another cardboard box and put that in the... Gar you know, it's like, why? You're, you're a garbage collector. <laughs> That's where the hoarder part comes in. It's like, right. I have to keep all that? I'm like, no, I guess I don't. <laughs> so and plus, Jody the card backs, I used to cross off on the backs of all of them. So all of my old Kenner card backs all have X's over the figures because I yep. used every card as a checklist. Yep. And that was fun for I, me. I think the thing is, though, like you, you say the boxes because we know what, what it was like, how, we know how it's like now to not have the Kenner products, you know, the packaging, and check it out and see what it looks like. And I think we hung on to all the modern stuff with that in the back of our minds. And exactly. It's just, it's just, it, it's like, it's grown like rabbits. It's just out of control. Right. Well, I, I think this is the point. Hopefully, we're going to try it today. There's a couple of examples and things we'll share, but the point is to maybe at the end of this show learn a little something about how we can focus things and, and how, again, whether we really are collecting or hoarding, what we can do about it. But um, we all have a lot of stuff, that's for sure. But last, last but not least, Tamer, um, you get some very cool stuff sent behind you. What do you collect and uh, what's your kind of focus and, and what do you think collecting or hoarding for yourself? Oh, geez. Uh, like I said, if you can kind of see behind me, I go from one to one down to three and three-quarter stuff. Uh, I 
think I was okay with the carded stuff until the vintage collection came back out again, and I saw that stuff, and I became a carded guy again. Uh, so there's always this fine line for me between, of course, money and space. Uh, you know, then I love the gentle giant jumbos that you guys are talking about, and I finally got myself to a focus after selling, if you guys know those great big huge Rubbermaid containers, I had 28 of those of all kinds of prequel stuff, and I finally, you know, did like you guys did, I got into it one day, and I was like, this stuff has never seen the light of day in like seven or eight years, so I narrowed my focus to the Empire Strikes Back, uh, and I would like to say I stuck to that, but uh, if you eat... <laughs> you see a star killer in the background. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I see a star killer over uh, A few EU things, and you know, then I see deals like Amazon with the tie interceptor. It's like, oh, man, i got to have that. So, you know, I, I, I do, uh, you know, jump back on the wagon every now and then, so to speak. But, uh, you know, I keep waiting for you to spring the counselor on us, you know, five guys. That person going to pop in and... Tell us we all have a huge problem. <laughs> well, we're, actually, we're going to look at some cancel stuff in just a minute. Actually, seriously, psychology today. Uh, but, uh, but oh, we'll, no. Seriously. But um, what do you think? Do you think you're a collector or a hoarder? Do you think you're... Um... I think back when I had the 28 Rubbermaid totes that were just there for years and years, I think I could classify myself as a hoarder. Um, but I think now uh, I try to keep my stuff out so I can actually enjoy it. So I think, you know, I'd like to classify myself as a collector. But, you know, like uh, Jason was saying, <laughs> I do run that fine line some days, mm -hmm. I think. And so, it's man. A, mm. It's a really, uh, it is a fine line. We'll, again, we'll show that in just a second. Um, uh, from my point of view, I've been asked, I did a quick room collection. Oh, I'll, tell you, I'll go back a little bit. Like all of you guys, 1970 or so, I started collecting figures. And um, sold them all uh, just after I met my wife and thought, I'm too old for this stuff. I've got to get rid of it. I know, sacrilege. However, I got rid of the whole lot. Palatoy carded uh, figures as well. The whole lot got rid of it, sold it all off, kept Boba Fett, and had it in an office, and that's the only thing I had. And uh, my wife one day bought me a Kubrick Boba Fett, and I never knew Kubrick's existed. Crack brick. That was it. The crack just, I hit the crack pipe, and off I went, and the whole lot just started <laughs> all over again, and it just. It went nuts, but I think the point was trying to collect the original vintage collection was just way, way out there for me, far too expensive, and as you know, the prices are just crazy. A great podcast, if nobody knows or listens to it, is the Chivecast, the Vintage Pod. Yep. Um, really, really good show if you listen to it, um, and they just, you know, they discuss every week the quality of, of graded figures, and uh, every month, I should say, but it's a stunning show, really good show to get into if you really want to collect the earlier vintage collection, but... What flipped it for me, just as you said there, Tamer, was the, um, the modern vintage collection, which meant you could kind of get great figures and on the card back and actually start a collection again or start one and then Hasbro stop it. But, um, <laughs> but we'll come to that in a minute. So one thing I just wanted to talk about as well briefly was two people on the podcast here today, very lucky to have them, uh, and that is the Mr. Carto and Mr. Harrison. Um, this uh, book that you guys pulled together... Where did you get some of these figures? Because I know you two were involved. Um, is it from both of your totes and your collections, or there we go, always in the book? Fantastic. That's not far away. 
We're doing a unanimous showing. Right next to this book, which you need this one too if you don't have that. Absolutely. Well, I've got the different cover version. All right, I'm getting mine too. It's like a show and tell. What do you got there? That's the UK version of that book that you've got there. No way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it actually had a couple of more editions in this book than the one that you guys have got, the silver version. I got the silver uh, one. Yeah. You get the silver one. So this this was updated like a year later with just a few more figures in it, but um, but really really good books. And I think and the other one as well was and talk about collecting or hoarding. God, this was a ton. Was the Steve Sands suite? I don't think you guys were involved in this one, unless you were. Tell me about it. I don't know, but the um, the thousand and one collectibles. Kind of a piece. I think it was a thousand. Were you involved in that, Dan or Paul? Were you? No, no, not no. that one. But um, this really shows some of the stuff. I mean, from lollipop wrappers, from lasagna cartons, uh, you know, t-shirts, of course, slightly collectible ties, uh, underoos, which I really have a problem with, by the way. If you collect boys' underwear, but never mind. Um, <laughs> Kubricks, uh, great Kubricks, um, underoos. Really, really. Um, but all sorts of good stuff. And, and I think what that does is these books. It lets you see all this stuff without having to collect, in my mind. So, um, Billy, getting back to the book that you, you guys were both involved in with Steve, um, where did all the figures come from? Because they can't all have been from Steve's collection. So, what did you guys do? Uh, they, they came from all of our collections. Yeah. Did they? So you just managed to mash up from the three of you. Okay. There, there well, was the the photos themselves started off um, as part of. I forget what they're called. They're they're like MOOCs, I think. They're like magazine-sized books that were made in Japan. So, like, the, the vintage through, I don't know, Power of the Jedi, let's say, a lot of those photos of the loose figures inside the book came from that source. Some of the photos came from Hasbro. Some came from my collection. Some came from Paul's collection. Some came from Steve's collection that was photographed by Ann Newman. And it was it's really... Uh, a Interesting to for me to look back through the pages and say, "Yep, I took that picture. I took that. Paul took that one." You know, <laughs> it's kind of fun to go back and say and and look at all that and, and review it. The, but, Dan, can I just interject something? Yeah. The, the, goal, the goal was to replace all the Hasbro images because they're the the figures were oh, all like like the arms outstretched, the legs outstretched, and we we wanted to have like much tamer mm. poses, I guess, like. More close, close knit poses, and it there just wasn't enough time. And we, we tr I think we took a whole bunch that didn't even get used, right, Dan? I shot over fifteen hundred photos for that book, and they didn't all get used. Mm -hmm. And but some of them too, we kind of made a decision, like uh, the the cruise missile pilot is not a real figure because it was only like a half a figure. You know, the Luke from the Power of the Force 2 X-Wing that was, like, stuck in there, so it's just his upper body. That didn't really count. Um, and then some of the some of the creatures kind of got dumped, uh, including Jabba at one point, but then he got added in pretty late on. Mm, he's pretty you know? crucial. Uh, yeah, because he's more of, a, more of an important character to it. But I, I tell you, I've said, told this story before a bunch of times, but for me, personally... The cover of that book, all of the figures on that cover are from my personal collection because I mailed them out to the publisher so they could use them in the pho photography for that. Mm. 
So some of them have, like, the R2-D2 sticker is all ripped and torn, because that's the R2-D2 I had as a kid. Yeah, I can see that on the front cover. But most people's collection, that's what your collection looks like. You know, they're not all mint condition and pristine and all that. So that was a very conscious choice. Very, very early on when I got involved, you know, what are we going to do type of thing. Well, I think the point of this in showing this book was, if you want to collect, even Steve Sansweet doesn't have all the figures in some ways because he needed people like you to come in to help him and, and bring in photographs and help to do it. So it's a mammoth task, and I think a lot of people say saying they're they're going to collect everything, and it's like, good luck with that one. You know, it's a lot of money and a lot of time, and it just doesn't really happen. And as we know, we come back to this point of are we collecting or hoarding? Psychology yeah. today. Go you're for right. Oh, I'm sorry. No, go 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 ahead. I, I just wanted to echo your sentiments. You're right. Even with the droids figure, I I shot the uh, C3PO droids figure in that book, and he uh-huh. he couldn't find it. Dan, do you own that figure? You couldn't find it either. I don't have the droids. Okay. Uh, I didn't really collect the droids as a kid. I have a few of them over the years, but uh, like Jason was saying earlier, when when power of the force stopped. I didn't continue. I didn't even know that there was a Droids and Ewoks cartoon. I never watched. I never watched a single episode as a kid. I, I still haven't seen them. I, yeah. I don't. I didn't know about them. But thanks to well, there was no eBay at the time. But thanks to message boards and stuff, I now have a complete carded collection, not mint condition, but of all the Ewoks figures. And every now and then, I find those, and I'm like, I should just open these. <laughs> 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 but I never, I don't know, I just kind of, st- they're, they're not even stored correctly. They're bent, and they're like in a plastic bag shoved in a box somewhere. And, uh, you know, the, as far as the droids figures goes, I have maybe four. But, but just to answer your question, that I mean, yeah, Steve Sansweet doesn't have everything. <laughs> exactly, It's which is something, which, yeah, you you got to put that in mind, I think, before you start collecting something, is what are you going to collect? So just, I mean, this is a, it's a serious subject. It's a little bit depressing as we go on. There's a few examples of stuff where collecting has gone really pretty badly, but psychology today basically classes uh, collecting or hoarding. Here's a bit of a, a kind of a explanation of it. The acquisition of and failure to discard a large number of possessions that appear to be useless or limited value. Maybe those tie twisters, Jason, I don't know. I don't know. That's debatable. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> living species sufficiently cluttered. Well, that's me behind this. Uh, so as to preclude activities for which those species were designed. So, Dan, there's your pipe issue as well. And um, significant distress and impairment in function caused by the hoarding. So it can take things a little uh, too far. There's another example there of uh, a little cartoon there. It's a little hard to see, but... Uh, Batman's saying there, or someone's Alfred saying to Batman, it says here you suffered a tragedy early in life, Batman. This emptiness could have led to a hoarding problem. This is something that actually comes up a little bit in um, uh, this because our good friend uh, uh, James from uh, Jedi uh, News in the UK, he's actually going on to, or it's broadcasting, I think, literally any day now, uh, he's going to be on a collector show where uh, he's going to take us through his home and we've got a little clip here. I'll maybe just jump forward a little bit and see if we can uh, show that for just a second. Because he's been very brave. And what James does admit in this little trailer is that um, when he was very young, his dad uh, basically took his collection away and threw it all away. So as a young boy, as you can imagine, your favorite toys and whatnot. His mom and dad went through a divorce, and um, his dad took away his toys. And what a pretty traumatic thing when you're younger. 
And this emotional thing is we're seeing with the Batman cartoon kind of causes a bit of a collecting thing for we hold on to stuff. Um, when I was younger, my dad bought me a, a Han Solo book, and he worked a lot, and I never really got to see him much. So this this book was something I always prized and collected. So it's definitely an emotional value. You you latch onto some figures and some things. So this video should play here, but James's thirty five thousand piece Star Wars collection. Uh, it's unfortunately only broadcast in the uh, UK, but um, we'll hopefully be able to um, share a little bit here for you. Hopefully we can, if the screen would behave. Does uh, that collection count twist ties? This probably... is a good point. This is a very good point here. Um, there we go. James so, filmed um, that uh, show probably a year and a half to yeah, a that's year right. and a half ago. And he was under wraps and couldn't see much on it. And, um, yep. But uh, it goes through, and you get a little glimpse of his um, his home here, and uh, James is on here talking about some of the stuff. So he's got a pretty big collection here. I have to say, he's not the worst. Uh, it really is not the worst I've seen, um, but he's got a lot of stuff. Um, it's definitely um, it's definitely getting to be a problem. Does this but, uh, look familiar to anybody? <laughs> no. I think we've all got that spare room or that closet covered somewhere where we stuff things uh, in like this. But um, it's a lot of stuff here. He's definitely got a lot of stuff. He's been very brave. I have to commend him for doing that because to let someone in your home and look at your, your stuff, uh, it's it can be pretty traumatic. So, but again, it's I've seen a lot that worse than scene this. scene right there was what got me. The kids' room? Yes. Yeah. Now, I've, I've known James for a number of years, obviously. We have, our, we have our own show together. and We talked about this off the air a lot while this was going on, and he said this was like, the reason that he wanted to do this show was to mm-hmm. get a, get control of his collection and, and his life. And you see some of that, I hope. Anyway, I don't know what the edited version is going to be uh, in, in the episode. Yeah, it's 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 definitely an emotional thing, as we'll show a couple of examples later on. Of uh, yeah, it can it can go a little pear shaped at times. So uh, you got to watch what you're doing. Let's take a quick look. This is some old photographs of uh, I guess pretty much the Supremo collector is, is in my mind. There are others out there, but uh, pretty much the biggest collector. The guy's got a ranch after all. Uh, ranch Obi Wan. This is some old photographs here, but it still gives you. I'm not going to go through them all because we'd be here all day. But there's, this is an old gallery from, I think, four or five years ago. And even that then still shows a lot of the collection and the way that Steve laid it out. Um, even just, again, some of these bigger photographs we'll zoom in on. You know, this is a meaty collection this guy has here. I don't know who's ever been to Rancho Obi-Wan in the flesh. Dan, there you go. Yep. What was your thoughts? And I mean, it just it's such a huge, huge place. its um, I was there in 2005, right? Yeah, 2005. Uh, no, seven. It was right after Celebration. And uh, it, it has completely changed from the time that I was there. And True. It, it, it's one of these places where you walk into a room and you're like, wow, this is awesome. I can't believe there's so much stuff. And then you go into the next room and it's twice the size and there's even <laughs> more stuff in that room. And then you go into the next room and it's a giant warehouse and there's all those shelves you were showing before, and there's something on every single shelf. There's boxes everywhere. And then there's another room behind that. It just keeps going and going. And it's, it's you know, as, as a fan and collector myself, it's amazing to see all this. And it cured me of being a completist. Yeah. 
We would have to. I will never be able to beat Steve Sansweet. You know what I mean? And it's not even about like having more than the next guy. I'll never, I'll never get to that point. So now you, you, I came home from that trip and thought I'm, I'm going to collect just the stuff I want. But mm-hmm. how, but how many of us are collecting Star Wars Dixie cups? I mean, he, he literally collects everything. Yeah. Yeah. We would never have a, a remote desire to do that. Right. Well, I, I agree, but I, I guess what it does do is, I think it's done, is it cures you of uh, uh, something that you're like, okay, well, I just I can't collect all of this, but I'm going to focus in on some certain kind of area. Um, and I think that helps you just uh, clarify. Get, we all need a focus. I think that's part of the problem is we, we tend to get a little uh, straight off Hasbro, you know, Angry Birds and all sorts of stuff that comes out that we know is kind of fodder. It's never going to be around for long. It's cheap. It's there to make money to maybe fund some other stuff. Uh, and then, of course, we get collector lines that are focused, such as the Black Series and so forth, Six Inch and whatnot. Um, but I, th- I think what is important is when we're talking about collectors, we have to at least honor Steve Sansui for being the guy who collects everything from the lasagna wrappers to the the little boy's underwear, which, again, I think is really questionable, but never mind. Um, you should see his poster collection and his book. He's got an entire library of the Star Wars book but in like 17 different languages, hardcover and softcover version. It's 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 yeah. very very impressive. But you kind of look and say, "Wow!" <laughs> I know. Well, That's a lot of stuff. Wow is something that uh, always caught me. I, again, years ago, you'll know more about this as well, Dan, from your, your days way back there. But this was Philip Wise, the the man behind Rebel Scum at the time. And this used to, I mean, we've all seen this. Eddie, you and I talked about this at one point as well, this guy's collection. And it was always pretty much a bit of a holy grail. Um, uh, again, never ever seen yep. this, anybody? Or, or know any more not, background? To, yep. Not in person. Go on. Go on. <laughs> tell us. You, well, well I, knew, I knew you would know uh, about This it, so. is actually a very old uh, gallery. Yeah, it is stuff. old. This, it is, yeah. this room doesn't exist anymore. And he has uh, since expanded quite beyond... Um, what what we're seeing here, but those walls are still there. You know what I mean? Yep. And uh, he, his collection is mostly now sideshow and and gentle giant and the higher end stuff. Sure. That uh, when I was last there was 2008, I think. Um, it has like all the busts and statues and whatnot under glass, and there's a couple of like you know. I, I don't want to say smaller end, but you know, like Lego and Hasbro type stuff. But he also has mixed in there like a home theater as well, mm. which is really impressive. And then there's another building that's the warehouse part of it, and that's where you get like the Raiders of the Lost Ark type of ending. You know what I mean? Mm. Where it's sure. Walls and walls and rows of boxes and crates and everything that's on display in the room. Their original boxes in the back over here. Philip and Steve are both the same, and they're, they're, it's all cataloged as far as what's what and where's that. That Han Solo right there you're seeing—that's the yep. door to uh, <laughs> the door to get into the studio. Oh wow! <laughs> it's yeah. uh, it's something else that collection. It's it's again, I know it's old, but the um, the fact that you can begin to display and parts of your room look like the Death Star—you you really then begin to know that you've got something special. So it's a uh, it's pretty impressive, and one of the other ones that I thought we, we definitely needed to have a, a look at. Bringing it a little bit closer to home, and Jason, you just showed us another example, which I think is already uh, 
trounced this uh, is uh, the peg approach, which a lot of people tend to have. And that is, here's, here's a pair of the Jedi example. This is Rob O'Hara, another a guy from the, I grew up StarWars.com Facebook and, and website. Um, but he's got a nice kind of vibe going on. I think this is one of the ways that you can comfortably do it. The problem is you've got to ruin the pegs every time. You've got to flip through to get to the figures to look at them. But uh, it's one of the many ways I think you can um, display some figures. Um, but uh, again, I don't think it's the most popular approach overall. Um, here's another look. Let's take a look at some more pegs here. Let me share this with you. Um, and there's some really, really nice ones. We're building up to probably my favorite collection shortly. I'll show you in a minute. There's another pegged approach that someone's taken. I don't know quite what they've done there, but it looks like uh, many uh, little bubbles. They've, they've put these on almost a little uh, uh, vinyl EFA cases, I think. They've put mm -hmm. their figures into this. There's another way of displaying your figures and, and displaying them and putting them out there. But I think this is part of the thing as well, is you have to begin to think about whether you're displaying or you're putting them in totes or, or getting a method of storing your stuff. Um, let's have a look at this other one here as we share it. Um, this is <laughs> part of the problem in trying to collect uh, some stuff is when people like this tend to kind of go a bit nuts and uh, collect every single figure or multiples like this guy has, uh, Eric Fernandez. Um, yeah. <laughs> A little, little bit obsessive there, I think, just bordering on the kind of uh, uh, kind of nuts there. So uh, yeah, a little. I can tell you, Daryl has a collection just like that. Really? He does. Every clone that they've done, he has 25 of them. Wow. All loose, all displayed like that on his shelves with the commander in the front of the display. Wow. Well, look, one thing, one way I think we, you can get around some of this is by um, cabinets. I'm a great believer in cabinets. IKEA is a great way. It's not that expensive to do so. A lot of people use Detolfs. Uh, Jason, you've got some cabinets behind you. I'm assuming, Paul, you've got some cabinets. Or Tamer, you've got some behind you as well. Yep, I Any built my You built your own. Oh, right. nice. Nice. Some size. Um, what about you, Paul? Have you got any cabinets you use, Detolfs or IKEA the, stuff? Detolfs, yeah. Detolfs, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a really common I've and got very... ten of them. Ten. Yeah. <laughs> Just a few. Uh, here's another way that someone's uh, done this. Uh, and it's uh, it's a wooden cabinet display, but it's just as nice. But I think one of the things it does do, dust is a bit of a problem for collections, and that certainly gets it out of the way, is putting it into something like this. Uh, the dust uh, still gets in there. Well... <laughs> It's not as not as much, I think, as uh, Steve Sansweet's option with just the open shells. But I guess you want to see these things, and they are toys. They are meant to be played with. But uh, again, just some see, other that picture, that picture you have right there with the. I don't understand the purpose of putting uh, carded Power of the Jedi in Episode One figures behind glass and wood. That, that's, no. that makes no sense to me. No. No, no I suppose so. I agree with you. But again, I mean, mini bust high end stuff would, would look beautiful in there. Not that garbage. <laughs> Don't <Carl>. hold back. <laughs> sorry, sorry for it's only somebody questions. else's collection. He values it, so just hey, what I, I, was, I own all that stuff too, but it's in totes, you know. Hey, I'm the same way. When I had it all, it was all in totes. Yeah, that's why I eventually got rid of it. It like, made no oh. sense for me to keep it. I hear yeah. you. Again, I think we have to prerequisite. It's it's up to you what you collect. Again. Well, well, I may question underoos and twisty ties. It's up to you what you collect. <laughs> yeah. It's entirely up to you, and it shouldn't be. Uh, you shouldn't be penalized for what you like, uh, really. Unless, of course, it's underoos. But yeah, um, don't, don't, one put, of the, don't put fighter pods. What fighter pods? 
Fair points for Kenny Kill, but no. <laughs> no oh, no. go ahead. You were I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I'm telling I'm telling him not to put episode one figures behind glass, but so says the person who has ten life size bus boxes floating around the house. This is it. <laughs> we're full of contradictions, all of us. One thing I think is important in some ways is hiding a lot of stuff and just keeping the good stuff out there actually can make a big difference. This is uh, Tom Berge, uh, or Berge, I can never pronounce his name properly, from again from the I Grew Up Star Wars. There's a better shot of this around, but this is one thing that Tom's really focused on is, is uh, his stairwell in his home, where he just literally took the first 12 and then some, the first 16 or so figures. He's got some great uh, uh, photograph there. I've just bought some of these as well from uh, Georges. Uh, Gariz, I think his surname was, um, who did this beautiful artwork down there. But something simple like that, you can keep all your stuff in totes, but I think in some ways if you manage to collect stuff and put it, some of it out in display, that gets around that problem, I think, in a lot of ways. The other stuff's just filed away, it's stored. But if you keep your good pieces out there, maybe as you're saying, Paul, that's not such a bad thing. Yeah. I don't know what you guys think. Is that a good way well, to do it? For my, like most recently, like as of like six hours ago, I took, I have um, a couple Billy cabinets from Ikea um, with the doors on them that I've had figures in dis on display in those, you know, starting with vintage, you know, 70s, 80s Star Wars figures, going to Power of the Force, going to Power of the Jedi, Episode One Saga, whatnot. Today, I have started to pack those figures away, except for the original vintage figures, so I could put out some nice examples of figures to put out, mm -hmm. because my intention for this room, before it is now, it is now going to be repurposed as our master bedroom, so this whole room is going to go away, <clears throat> but my original purpose for this room was to, you know, line, <clears throat> excuse me, line the border or edges of the room with all of these Billy cabinets and then have all of my figures on display. And that's, obviously, it's not going to happen, at least in my lifetime. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm going to take this one Billy cabinet and now just have vintage quality figures in this cabinet. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, vintage as in TVC, Black Series quality yep. um, figures. Um and it's been kind of um, a great experience and a depressing one at that is, you know, for six years I've had, you know, six or seven, I guess two, four, six, okay, 12 shelves filled with figures that have had better ones come out, you know, mm. in the past <laughs> eight years. And I, I'm displaying the crappy ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's... But that, that's the point. Why, why are we keeping... The, I mean, a lot of the... the Personally, my personal opinion, Phantom Menace figures, trash them. Nobody wants them. Power of the Jedi, I don't really care about them. Um, the, 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 you know, the He-Man buff figures, who really wants them? I yeah. think collectors are... No one cares about them anyway. Um, in a, in a, and again, I'm being facetious maybe for a lot of people, but generally speaking, they're not the most popular figures anymore. Um, so why do we get rid of them? Why? I, I, I'm a great believer, and I had to recycle. A good friend of mine, uh, DC, uh, Dan Coles, who helps on the Texas channel with me, um, just said, dude, you got to get rid of some stuff. you got to recycle it. You love buying, but you hate selling it. So he sells stuff for me, and he helps me out. And 
and I think that's something we all got to do is you got to go through stuff and get rid of it. But I, I don't know what you guys think, uh, Eddie. You got rid of some stuff a while back, didn't you? you... Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I sold off virtually everything that I owned, uh, like I said, about ten years ago, and then slowly I started picking things back up. But I just want to say, I think the way, and I watched your videos that you did, this six or seven videos that you did, yep, sure. uh, and with your cases, is really that's those that's outstanding way to do it. Uh, I, I know. I guess it was two, two, two years or so ago. Uh, we were talking about star cases and about how that's new vintage collection was out, and and uh, then you bought a bunch of star cases from me and you started putting them in this in this in this display cases. And now I think that that looks fantastic. We I just got back a bunch of well I've, I've got a I've got to photograph these, but we just got, I've got about uh, I don't know seven or eight different AFA graded Joe. These are Joes here, but. These things look fantastic. If you've got high-end pieces, pieces, pieces that are in, you know, that are expensive stuff that you want to keep that you're not going to get, you know, that you want for display, getting them sealed in these acrylic cases is is a is a great option. It's not cheap, but um, yeah, I mean, if you want to put it up and make it bulletproof and and uh, have it for a long time, that's the way to go. They, I agree with you. They are beautiful, and I'll show an example in a minute of, of my, my favorite collector online who actually last year really changed, transformed the way I collect. Mm -hmm. uh, Gus Lopez will show his collection in just a sec. I'd love to get more of those vinyl cases for those figures. They're really expensive to ship. They generally seem to be made a lot in the U.S., and getting them over here is a fortune, yeah. uh, which is wh why I went with the, the, the ones you stock, the... Um, Star case stuff kind of stuff, which are just as good, quite frankly. And the other ones are just so expensive; it's just not worth it. It's you know, twelve bucks a, or fifteen bucks a case it would be for me, as opposed to like you know a buck or whatever it is. It's uh, it's pretty cheap. But um, you're right; that's a nice way. And I think Tom, again from my group Star Wars, has done a really good job of that. Just displaying a few nice things, even yeah. as you're saying, Jason, it can really help build your kind of pride in your collection. And and again, I was inspired by these guys. Let me show you this. This is uh, again Gus Lopez. Uh, amazing guy with an amazing collection. If you've heard him speak at any of the celebrations, uh, he talked uh, at Celebration Europe this this year. We were talking away about this. Uh, and of course, heart for me, just fell in love with it, the fact that it's called the Boba Cabana. Uh, it's just beautiful. So he had this party last year. I don't know whether any of you guys were there, uh, but let me know if you were. I know Arnie and Marjorie were from Star Wars Action News. Yep. The ICE collectors, or uh, I can't remember the acronym, what it stood for, but they went along and... Um, Again, Tom took a lot of photographs there of Gus Lopez's collection, but this to me is the holy grail, the absolute holy grail. We'll go through and look at some photographs. He does have a lot of stuff, and it's definitely bleeding onto the floor, which I think is that's where the problems start happening. But um, beautiful, beautiful stuff. Again, as we go through these images here, let me just uh, hopefully we'll see a bit more. Uh, so basically, uh, Gus has got just about every single uh, thing in a cabinet. There's his home there. He's had several extensions on this home. I think he's up in Seattle, it may uh -huh. be, but he's got all these little nooks and crannies and little attics and lofts. His wife, I should say, is also the, I do not know what that is. Never mind, that's not Star Wars. <laughs> okay. <laughs> There's some like dead things. That's probably bits from the movie of Ewoks or something because he's got all sorts of props going on. Uh, we'll quickly go through these in just a sec. But uh, Did you guys hear about this last year? Ice, this... Collection. Yeah, I, 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 I heard it. about it after the fact. Yeah. Mm. It was a special so, invite only kind of a. Yeah. Still went from an invite. Don't know what happened, but I'm kidding. On. It was. Uh, he's got some amazing stuff. Eddie, there's those star cases. Sorry, the uh, acrylic cases <laughs> you were talking about. 
Uh, all the just with a couple, underneath. you know, rocket-firing fats in front. Yeah, just, mm. uh, you know, just a couple of rare figures that probably cost about fifteen, twenty thousand each. Uh, yeah, you know, you can dump them as far as I'm concerned, but they're pretty. Uh, again, cardy figures. We get onto a couple of. Um, I'll flick through these. Here's Velix, a very mm. rare figure. But we get to a couple of ways that he's displayed these uh, figures. And what brought this home to me was Gus Lopez is just using some IKEA belly cabinets on some of his stuff, so it, it makes it a little bit more within your reach. It's not that. Uh, these are specialized cabinets that he's got there. He's got a lot of amazing rare and boxed stuff as we go through the old Yoda head. He's talked about that before, which is kind of rotting away, which I think he's now sold. There's parts of Yoda. Uh, Holy cow. I know. Oh, it's amazing photo gallery. Tom took some amazing photo gallery. There's the degraded. Look at that for oh. a <laughs> Wow. Yes. So a zombie Yoda. It's uh, an amazing uh, piece. The dark Yoda from the Clone Wars. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, uh, where's these photographs? He's got so many. Wookie uh, family there from. Yeah, all these special. Tons, tons of stuff. This bust is the stuff you've got, there, Paul. There's Paul's yeah. room right there. Paul's <laughs> yeah, room, yeah. It is. <laughs> Looks uh, just like my room. <laughs> and it's all high end collectible good stuff. Uh, and uh, he does have a lot of stuff in here. We'll get to the other stuff. As you can see, even the ceilings have huge. Banners on them and all sorts of stuff, but it's a beautiful, beautiful collection. Again, there'll be a link in the show notes to to see this. You'll have to join the I grew up Star Wars .com bunch of guys, but that's uh, no not a bad thing at all. They share some good stuff. I'm trying to get quickly to these photographs of the um, the other cabinets. Again, we could be here all day looking at this, so I'm just going to flick right. through yep. arcade games, even even other franchises. He's got a full size Tardis. There's Marjorie from Star Wars Action using the background playing pinball. <laughs> There's a, a I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Sky. From the Chaifcast. Sky from the Chaifcast. That's right. Yeah. Uh, look at that inside the uh, the the phone box. The uh, the figures in there as well too. So. The Tardis. <laughs> Talk about using space. Uh, so um, <laughs> amazing, amazing collections. And he's got all these rooms. There was Arnie in the last photograph. He's missed in. Oh my God! So much stuff. I'm trying to get to these these figures, uh, but. You're getting a bit of a there's Tom and Steve Sansweet and a few other faces. Um, more photographs. We're getting there. We're getting there. So he's got a lot of props as well. Clearly, that's one of the things that he was talking about. Now here we go. This is IKEA Billy cabinet. So you two can do this. You don't have to have something super expensive. Uh, he's just put his carded boxed figures behind these doors, and um, it just looks great. And that's what kind of inspired me to just get my figures done. And Eddie, when I bought those cases from you and the figures, I just put them in the cabinets, and um, and you can re recreate uh, recreate that look if you want to. So very simple to do, and the good thing about this as well is obviously we all can't go out there and afford to buy the uh, classic vintage collection, but you can. There's more of these IKEA Billy cabinets. Uh, you can buy the modern vintage collection for reasonable-ish prices, and have a good collection. So uh, you don't need the Dairy Lee cabinets or the Dairy Lee uh, cheese. For those who knew what that was, collectibles from the 70s. Uh, but it's a pretty stunning collection. So I don't know if you guys have seen that before or you'd no, guess Lopez's stuff now. Oh, yep. yeah. Well, not oh, personally. Yeah. But uh, amazing, amazing stuff. And just how good the stuff looks boxed in these cabinets. It just um, really yeah, changes I, the way I collect things. I was, I was inspired by your videos um, showing off your collection. Oh, cool. Um, 
and I would love to have a, a presentation like that. Well, I, I mean, thank you for that. And again, you can see that's basically what I've been inspired by doing. Yep. Um, it's, I just, I, it's cool. Yeah, and you mix things too. You like you've got the the carded figure in the back, you've got the loose figure in the front, and you might have the Lego version of that same figure <laughs> displayed. It, that's just so it's it's eclectic, but it's it's attractive looking. It's not yep. cluttered. It's not you know just a bunch of you know it's not trying to pack as many figures you can on one shelf. It's Oh, I don't know it's about regimented that. and it it's it's done with some some thought and it looks really great. So I like I think that. A lot. I think that's the point is is trying to have a focus for the collection. You, we can go a little nuts. I mean, I've got a stormtrooper here in the background there. Um, I, I don't know why <laughs> midlife crisis. I bought a stormtrooper as you do, um, <laughs> and I think this is what you've got to realize is which I'm going to get rid of. Um, Can't say I, I haven't considered it. You gotta, you gotta, um, you gotta have a focus, and I think that's something we all, uh, you should, we should aim to or aspire to, like Gus or others, is, is try and hone in in your focus of what you want to collect. Um, so there's tons of Gus photographs. We didn't even show his Flickr album there because he's got plenty of other photographs, but we'll we'll dive through that uh, another day. So James, we talked about him and the kind of emotional impact that this can have. It can really be quite um, a serious thing in your collection. We'll share some rather sad examples here. Here's, I think it's a G.I. Joe example where um, collecting just went a bit too far and um, we'll, uh, we'll share this up on screen. This is something I posted a while ago on our Texushi channel and a murder-suicide as a result of a G.I. Joe collection just going off the rails. So um, this couple here in this news article when it pops up, what they'd done was they just became obsessed with these figures. And we've all been there, I think, to that point is... We just get too many figures. But uh, in Boise, Idaho, um, it just went a bit too far. Police were called into Kenneth and Carolyn Carter's home, and it appeared that uh, Kenneth was the victim of a homicide. He'd multiple gunshot wounds to his body, legs, and head, and Carolyn, Carolyn was on the floor, and she'd committed suicide. I shouldn't be laughing. This is really sad, but I'm kind of like, whoa, this is just crazy. But uh, they had this incredible collection that just... Um, it kind of went nuts, and the, the psych psychologically, the um, they racked up so much credit card debt in the neighborhood of thirty thousand dollars that um, they couldn't pay it back, and and this is what happened. The arguments happened, and and uh, the collection went a bit nuts. So, uh, heed thy warning. What you're spending, and um, sorry to depress everybody there with that <laughs> horrible story, but uh, thanks for that. We appreciate that. <laughs> That makes it us feel a lot better. Where's my gun? Why did we agree to go on to this podcast? <laughs> I know. Bad my know my gun safe combo. <laughs> but um, <laughs> it, it, it is the sad side of hoarding. It can really get out of hand. I mean, one of the guys on my Twitter channel, uh, Motherboard Tree, sent an example this morning. Yet again, more depressing news. This beautiful girl was murdered because uh, she she in turn destroyed. Some people would say this is. Vindication, but she destroyed his Darth Vader, and he lost it and killed her. And this is yeah. this is genuine stuff. You know what happens? Were, it's, yeah, uh, it's crazy. I, I, back in the day, my buddy that I used to collect with, uh, he was hardcore. We talked about it every day. He called me one day. He would always be at Target at eight o'clock in the morning when they opened to go in. He said he got there one morning and these two Hot Wheels guys broke out into a fight in the toy department. <laughs> Oh, treasure hunts. <laughs> yes, they were fighting. <laughs> I was yeah. like, "Oh my god, <laughs> people are." 
out of their minds. <laughs> They're just crazy. I, I forgot to mention that. Fun. I do that too. What was that, Jason? Uh, I, said, I, I forgot to mention that. I do that too. <laughs> Hot Wheels are fight and target. <laughs> I've got boxes of Hot Wheels. Exactly. So there's another example. So here's again. Sorry to be Debbie Debbie Downer here, but um, uh, yeah, he murdered his wife after she smashed up his toy collection. Well, um, I mean, really, <laughs> Jason. Wow. What Let me tell you what. Okay, what's the worst thing? What's the worst thing you've ever anybody's done? To get something that they want, like in their pursuit of in their collecting career. Racial stuff. Like, like, what's the worst like, thing you've done? Like push a kid down. Like yeah, exactly. <laughs> example, like like push something down or or do something. What's the worst thing you've ever done? I've got, I know what mine is, and it, I mean this was happened twenty years ago, and I know what it is. But I'll, what's the worst thing you've done, Stephen? What's the worst? What's the worst one? Uh, I'm actually. I mean, I, I tweeted not that long ago. I went in and I found uh, on shelves there was uh, Boba Fett's and uh, Imperial Guards, and and I even tweeted and told people where they were on the shelves. I, I don't, yeah, I, I try not to be too mean. So uh, that's, I don't know. That's because you're not here in the U.S. That's the reason. <laughs> what, about, what about the rest? We don't of what about you, Paul? What's the worst thing you've done? What's the to get something that you want? I I think I'm just guilty of spending too much money on things. I I've never pushed anybody or. You know, mm. I know mine. Never get okay, let's hear yours. It's it's the classic. Every we've all done it. Don't okay, just fess up right now. Um, it's take it's hide something in the store to come back and buy later. Oh, for sure. I do that all no, the time. I've never done that. <laughs> I've never, I've never done, that. done that. Oh, Paul, you've done no, it. I never get <laughs> to come back and it's gone, or or you just forget where you hid it. I. I <laughs> I didn't have control to do that. If I found something, I'd have to buy it right then and there. We don't have all the disposable income that you have, Paul. <laughs> Timer? What's the worst? Anything? Anything? You, any, what's the worst thing? I drove through a tornado to get in a walker. <laughs> drove through a tornado? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I've, got oh, got, I've got two. One of them is pretty bad. The other one's not that bad. The first one, I'll, I'll go with the worst one. The, Back when I was crazy obsessive 20 years ago, um, I would go to Toys R Us and service merchandise every day. I worked in retail, and I would go there every day on my lunch break searching for new figs. So um, right when Power of the Force, I guess when they switched from the orange cards to the green cards, uh, I was searching for all the green carded ones. <laughs> it was, I believe it was during closer to the end of the year during the holidays, and there was a, a lady there. They had had a green carded yo, I mean, a green carded uh, Greedo in her basket. <laughs> she turned her head and I took it. <laughs> you took it from her basket? I took it from her basket. <laughs> I walked right to the front and checked it out. Well, technically it wasn't hers yet, right? <laughs> well, she had paid for it yet, but it was <laughs> You win. I did. I took you it win. right from the cart, and I went and checked it out. <laughs> I wanted it, man. I didn't have it. <laughs> did it. Do you know, do you know that woman was buying that for a small, disabled child, you know, you know, <laughs> at Christmas? <laughs> I didn't care if he was in a wheelchair. I would have taken it from that kid. And oh, out. I was crazy. Well, the second the thing, my, I, I was, I was, um, you know, when uh, Return of the Jedi came out, the special editions came out, and they gave away the theater edition, Luke Skywalker's. He stood in line. Yep. Yeah. Well, the people at the theater where we went to, well, at the local theater here, nobody got any um, 
handout. Luke Skywalker, the additions. Because I got the whole case. The box, everything. <laughs> I knew the guy that worked in the movie theater. And he gave them all to me. So everybody that stood out in line didn't get one. So. Denied. That's so, it, Eddie. You're the you're the chief evil. I know. I still got evil. that chipping case. I still got it today. Yeah, I still have it. So yeah. <laughs> I'm sure people Amazing. watching this have done a whole lot worse. There's a lot of scalpers <laughs> out there. There's a lot worse. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh man. Not the worst. Look, we'll skip along and we'll just uh, we'll, we'll we'll move on from the Debbie Downer stuff onto the uh, number five on the list here, which is just talking about a great TV show. Which if you've never watched it, is um, Collection Intervention. This was another. Changed factor for me and what I collect was. Anyone ever watched it? The uh, collection intervention on in the US? No. Yep. No. So I mean, there's a good reason to watch it because the gorgeous uh, Elise Lurie hosts it. Absolutely stunning woman. But it's all that and brains too, because she's a real collector and she really knows her stuff. And she goes into the homes like of, of us, basically, and says, "Um, what are you doing? Why are you buying this fighter pod here and this Angry Birds when you've got like vintage cool stuff? Display it." So she really goes in and sorts out your collection, and it's a great TV show if you've never watched it. Um, a couple of cool things she's made is kind of key principles. I'll share this on screen rather than me talk. Well, I'll talk with it. But uh, this is in her show notes as well. A couple of key things which I think um, are good things to live by in your collection. Again, you guys disagree or agree as, as we go through this, but the condition is key. Keeping something that's old and crappy and falling apart is kind of pointless. It's not really much use to you whether you're going to sell it or keep it. Like like the horrible Yoda there, you can understand that we saw from Gus Lopez. There's value in that, but ultimately, really, is there value? It's kind of falling apart. The other thing is, if you've got the original packaging, and we talked about this, Dan, with you um, folding the packaging up and, and Jason's OCD, mm. like, don't do that, can't do that. And I'm the same, Jason, I'm with you. Um, but if you've got the boxes, it's going to be a whole lot more uh, worthwhile if you can keep the packaging and you can resell it, because that's what collectors want. Um, displaying it, we've talked about this, we've all shared our kind of collecting and holding habits today, whether we uh, display our collection. But I think the point is, we're talking about, I was talking about with uh, Tom's collection, with even a few others where they've done some minimal things, and as you're talking about you're going to do, Jason, if you're not enjoying your collection, it, it's quite depressing. It begins to get quite stressful, the amount of boxes surrounding you, it's oppressive. Do yourself a favor, I think, and, and, and try and enjoy your collecting. Um, you can't take this stuff with you, that's for sure. Um, and here's a question for all of us. If there was a fire, let's start with the left uh, from you, Dan. There's a fire <laughs> in the building, and you've got to take not even five things, just a few things, two or three things. What would you take with you? Leave it all. Leave it all? Yep. That's a smart man. Leave it all behind. Make sure the family's out. If you, but you then, the fireman said, look, you can run in, and you can take I a can run in and fire I might get stuck. <laughs> What would you do? Would you say, no, no, I need half an hour, or what would you say? you got to have something. <laughs> oh, I don't know. That's a tough one. A vintage thing, maybe, or something that you got as a gift from someone? There's got to be some high emotional impact of a toy. Well, I mean, that's funny that you say the emotional thing, because that's, you know, you are mentioning this quite a while ago, and, and, and part of the reason that I collect, and I've asked myself this question many times, um... I, it, it's because it's it's filling a hole in my childhood. My parents divorced when I was five years old, and my my dad was the one who took me to see Star Wars the first time and bought me my first Millennium Falcon, which I still have. So maybe I would grab that. Um, but I've been collecting over the years, and I never gave up on it. Mm. And that 
could be, you know, maybe that's the reason because I have a, you know, a hole in my heart that I need to fill. Oh, <laughs> this, is, this is a therapeutic podcast here today. Yeah, we're, right, we're right, doing, right. I, I mean, what you're sharing though is, you know, let's be grown up about this. It's definitely an emotional impact. There's no reason we we're collecting this stuff just because we love it. There's, there, there are deeper emotional impacts in this stuff. Yep. Eddie, what about you? What about your? Um, there's a fire in the building. I know you're going to get the dogs and and other dogs. stuff. But, but well, there's one that, piece. There's one piece in my collection that I uh, I probably value above all. Um, and uh, I would be crushed if I if I if I uh, wasn't able to get that and take that with me, and uh, that would be my um, early bird Angry Birds set. That no, yeah, arms reach. Yeah, yeah, Dan's not a hoarder. I like it. What where would you take? Come on, you've got to be something. It's got to be GI Joe for you, I'm sure, Eddie. I mean, it's just honestly, I just I don't want to say I'm over it, but it's just there's just really not there's not one piece that I just treasure that just stands out above all. I mean, I I I, I like it, and uh, it'd be great if I could save my vintage collection, mm. right? But uh, if it burned up and my dogs are safe, then I'd be okay. What a nice answer. What about you, Jason? What, what would you save, apart from your children? Apart from my or children, would you save them? My wife, my dog. Um, You're shoving them in the building. Go get my toys! Yeah. Other than, aside from my vintage three and three quarter inch collection, I would grab my Blockbuster Yoda that I have because my wife gave that to me on our first date. That's... Wow. that's she gave you the, a life... Is that what you're talking about? The display? Yeah, the, the, yeah, the Blockbuster. On your, first, on your first date, she gave it to you? Yep. Did she work at Blockbuster? Yep. <laughs> uh, she she okay. got to know you really quickly then. Yep. <laughs> you like Star Wars. You know, I tried to pay somebody $200 I, to I, steal that for me back in the day. My family is like an organized crime, so I'm totally, whatever it takes, man. If I want it, man, I'll just, you know, whatever it takes. Yep. That's what I would take. Yeah. Blockbuster Yoda. So what? What is Blockbuster? Is it a display? Um, yeah, it's. I, I would move my computer if it wouldn't f everything up for everyone else. Um, the statue. Yeah, the statue. It's the yeah. life-size Episode One. Yeah. Yoda display. Um, and are we talking cardboard or plastic or? No, it's it's 3D cloth plastic. Wow. That's yes. nice. And again, emotional connection there again. That's yep. something else that's keeping it. Paul, what about you? There's a there's a small fire in the building. What are you going to take? I have no idea. <laughs> Life-size bust? I don't know which one I would grab. I, 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 I don't know. But I, I, I do want to say something. I, I don't want to leave no, Dan, uh, Dan alone in his uh, opinion. Uh for I I was never close to my dad. My my parents are still married to this day, and you know I I love them to death, and I get along great with them now. But my I was not close to my dad growing up as a kid, and the one thing that like it just you know he he was always hunting or fishing or or something, and I didn't have those interests. And the one thing that he did do, he took my brother and I to go see Return of the Jedi in the, in uh, May of '83, and I remember that. And it was the best memory I've ever had with him. 
So that's when I really, I don't know, it was like a permanent mark on my brain that I just associated great things with my my dad with Return of the Jedi and happens to be my favorite Star Wars film. My my favorite toys come from that. And uh, it's probably my uh, my uh, obsessive compulsiveness is probably wanting um, more of that connection or, you know, and that's probably why it's, it's as big as it is now. But so I, I definitely agree that it's, it's emotionally based and um, it, it will never bring true happiness, but it, it, Certainly brings us a form of happiness, you know. No, that's beautiful. Absolutely, I agree with that. That's um, it's it's definitely connected to something, and it's it's it amazes me how that one thing when we were younger, seeing Star Wars or going with a relative, and, and it just God, look what we are now. We all run Star Wars sites. We obsess about it. You know, yeah. it's our lives. It's it's a huge thing, and to to dismiss it is just you know, it's just a collection. It's not. It's a huge part of our lives. Yeah. But um. But still, no, no one item pops out at you. No, no Return of the Jedi item then that pops out. You just think you'd grab. I, w- I would probably have to grab either my Darth Vader life size bust or the C three PO RGD two premium format set, just for price reasons alone. If, 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 if my house if my house burned down, at least I could sell one of those and get some money back. I just I have to say what in a sick way, and I, don't, I wouldn't wish this on my worst enemy, but. Uh, in a fire, just watching us running out of our buildings with our stuff would be really hilarious. Just kind of, you know, lightsabers popping out everywhere and figures. And but, um, Tamer, what about you? If there was God forbid the fire, what would you? What would you grab? What's your one must-have item? Well, yeah, you know, I've got a pretty similar story to some of the other guys here. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember when we were younger as kids. Uh, you know, we didn't have internet then, but we had these wish books that would come from, like, Sears and Montgomery Ward and JCPenney and whatnot. Yep. And, you know, for me, The Empire Strikes Back was my movie as soon as I saw Imperial Walkers. And, of course, you know, we would always get to circle a couple things that then, you know, uh, you know, Mom would buy us. Well, of course, I circled the walker every year and never got it. Uh, yeah, we were, you know, we weren't very rich, but uh, I can remember the good feeling I got. Uh, my mom, how many ever years later, when uh, Toys R Us had the Empire Strikes Back Walker, the vintage box one, she came through the door with that one day. So mm-hmm. I'd probably have to grab that first. And, and if I had any time left, uh, you know, because of that little costume behind me can can raise some money for some folks. I'm part of the 501st, so I think I'd probably try to grab that. Not so much so for memento's sake as the fact that maybe I could use it to, you know, maybe troop or, you know, go to a hospital or things like that. 501st is a very great organization, I do believe. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Anyone does that stuff and volunteers is amazing. I think for me it's got to be the original Palatoy Boba Fett, which I've, I've got, and... Um, it's just been this this absolute linchpin of everything in my life that's gone round from meeting and talking to you guys, from running a Star Wars site, from being able to just be nuts enough to do videos and talk about toys and review them and uh, the connections and, and all these things in my life is brought just from one toy. It's just uh, it's kind of uh, unique for me. So that's what it is for me. So is it is it the original that you had it or is it one you original palette? It was the mail away Boba Fett and uh, was the only it's one. The one thing I never, only one I kept uh, after the original palette. I mean, don't worry, I've made up for it now. Trust me, I've got like you know, <laughs> I've, uh, I've made made an awful lot of purchases recently. But uh, 
in recent years. But yeah, it's the one thing I think. That, again, it's there's an emotional value. It's one of the things. I think getting that thing in the mail in the little cardboard box, the excitement of Boba Fett and who it was and what was the mystery. Just a great thing in your kid. I can remember for years in the playground with kids and we'd all say, oh no, Boba Fett's really Han Solo's brother or it's no, it's a woman and it's this. And, and it went on for years and years. So it's a real kind of a fun thing for me and I remember all now, that. Now he's a clone. Now he's a clone. I know George is kind of ruining the whole history. No, he's not a Mando when he's this. And it's like, George, leave it alone. But uh, there we go. So there was some other stuff. In the, what was that? He's an unaltered clone, though. He's an unaltered clone. This is true. But, uh, for now. For now. For now. I know until they do a special edition or something. So look, we'll wind this up. There's a lot more links we had to you. We'll put them in the show notes. But I think uh, we had some other bits about focus and, you know, again, some advice on where you could maybe go and focus and some examples of people that they've stuck to just like a Boba Fett collection or a clone collection or a 3PO collection, that kind of thing. We'll put them in the show notes. But I think this is a good thing to wrap this up because we've taken all these guys' time up. But um, Keeping things in good condition, I think, is a good thing to do. Original packaging, we've talked about that. Displaying it, God, if there's one thing today I think we've all said is trying to display your collection is part of enjoying it. It's important you do it. You can't take it with you, so you may as well do something with it. Uh, and someone unfortunate in your family or your friends are going to have to go through your totes boxes if you pass it and it disappears. So um, try and sort it all out. Uh, I recently did a little uh, checklist of I started beginning to catalog my collection. Oh my god, I don't know if you guys have ever done this, but the cost of our collections mm. is phenomenal. Oh, I, I can't even think about I that. I can't imagine. I, I just started the other day, just, I think I maybe even still get it open, if I can share it. There's, there's a little, just a snippet of a collection, it's a spreadsheet and a Google Docs that I could do just to, it's... oh my goodness god, the money, when I won't even show you some of the sideshow and the Hot Toys stuff, which is further up, it, and I've only even started, yeah, mm. it's, it's a problem, insurance-wise... Oh my God, it's a problem. So um, you can't take it with you. You got to do something. Selling stuff is not a bad thing. You know, episode one. You know, let's get those Jar Jar slippers sold. Someone wants them. Get them out there. Get rid of them. Um, and if it's cluttering your life, it's getting you down and getting depressed. And and as James's brave kind of move is done, I think, and I'm looking forward to seeing the show and hearing more from him. Maybe on your podcast, Dan. Hopefully, you'll talk about it. Um, we do. It, yeah, it's it's tough. So it'd be good to see it. So uh, yeah, angry turds are just get rid of them. Um, and the last <laughs> one, th this was <laughs> the last one I thought was really good. Actually, I got this one when I was younger from watching a Star Trek uh, episode, and it was after the time you may find that having is not so pleasing a thing after all as wanting, and that really stuck with me um, because I think one thing, and again, I'd love just your comments just to wrap this up is. The buying's way more exciting. The toy fairs, the Christmas times, the new catalogs, the interest. That's always been the more interesting part. Once you get it and it's in a cabinet, it's nice. But the wanting always seems to be more pleasing things. So um, I don't know. What's your guys' thoughts on that? Is that the other way around for you? or? Oh, yeah. I mean, as, as soon as it, you know, something gets announced, you, I mean, you think you're going to die until you get it. And then you get it and it's like, okay, I Next. have it. <laughs> we spend all this time hunting for the, the latest figure and I, I see people every and I don't know why they do it still I know I'm going on in a rant here again but you guys do have stores but this again we get nothing here it's just terrible but just all this traveling around stores and hunting for things I get the fun of it but the fun's gone for a lot of me and it's just like kind of I just you got to buy these things and just click and buy them these days but uh, nothing know, hits your stores 
oh, it's just woeful. We just we don't get anything. We we get weird occasions. We spoke about this before. We get weird occasions where, like, I think last year the vintage collection appeared to you randomly three, three, for three months before everyone else, and um, but otherwise it's the, it's always the flip. It's always the flips. Kind of like the UK, we we kind of get some things, but. Then we got the vintage collection speeder bike here, and the UK didn't get it. So Hasbro, it's yeah, it's very odd. It's very strange. Mm. So um, mm. I'm an online guy, anyway. But um, I love the wanting and the you know collecting. As, as you're saying, Paul, we uh, we all go bananas like you figure. Oh my god! And comparing it, talking about it, and reviewing it, and then we're like next. So it's uh, yeah, it's a lot of effort. But um, yeah, a lot of the times, um, you know, I see something at retail for the first time, and you know, it's it's been out. And it's just finally kind of coming around to my area. I won't necessarily pick it up the first time I see it. It's just Why? like, okay, I've okay now I've seen it, so now I know it's available. I can come back and get it. You know, it'll probably be there. You know, a few days from now. It's it's almost just the satisfaction of seeing it, and then knowing that okay, yeah, it's out or, there. Or the the dissatisfaction of seeing it with the bubble hanging off and look, or Obi Wan's eyes cross-eyed, or or is it? Was it someone posted that someone posted on a page and it was a Homer Simpson inside a Black Series six-inch figure box? I don't know if it was you, Paul, or someone. I don't know. Someone posted it, but uh, it's a Homer Simpson figure inside a Black Series six-inch box, and they returned it to Target. I so, yeah, uh, it wasn't me. I saw it though. Yeah. So uh, yeah. I find that that uh, you know going to conventions like Toy Fair or celebrations or Comic Cons or whatever and and seeing all the upcoming stuff in past years it's been exciting to know like this is the other uh, the stuff that's coming out I'm going to be collecting this I'm excited there's the thrill of the hunt as you go to the different stores I'm sure we all know this but in recent years all of that is gone. Mm. And I'm not as you, excited to collect anymore. Yeah. I, maybe I'm getting too old for this. I don't know. But I, I've just, I go into the Toys R Us, Targets, Walmarts, just like I used to, maybe not as often. And just if I am have time on my way back and forth to work, that's really it. I don't go out of my way anymore. If I find anything that's new that I don't have, I kind of look at it and say, do I really need this? Do I really want to spend the money on this? And, uh, you know, maybe if I wait a little while, it'll be cheaper later. Uh, I don't know. Used to be when I was a comic book collector, every week had to go there. And, and people would say to me all the time, why do you keep buying comics? Don't you have, like, thousands of them back at home? Aren't they all the same? Why do you have to go to that Target as opposed to that Target? They have the same stuff. I'm like, no, they don't. They have different <laughs> They might have something. <laughs> and then you find out later if you have like some local collectors that you're friends with where, okay, so I went to this Target and I didn't find anything. Oh, well, you should have gone to that Target because they had three of these and I bought them all. Now you got none. And I'm like, <laughs> that's where it gets crazy. But that's what I used to love. However, in recent years, it doesn't matter because none of that is even coming out anymore. You buy everything online, saves gas, saves money. I agree. It's not as fun. Eddie, sorry, no offense. <laughs> no, I, I listen. I totally get it. I, I, I I've said before. I, before I was in this business, I was, I was just like everyone on here. I was just, I hit up all the stores. I totally get it. I know that that thrill that you get when you come around the corner and you see something new on the pegs, and you're like, yes, yeah, score! It's awesome. I've not seen this before. It's great. I totally get it. But 
Well, after you know, after I sold off my stuff and I got out of it, I just I, and I, earlier when we were talking about the thing, if it goes up in a fire, I, I now really I don't I'm not really over it because I'm grateful because all of that gave me it changed my life. It gave me a business and you know I get to do something. I get to play with toys and I really like it. Yeah. But um, and I yeah. Think- I think too, like with a lot of us, we buy our stuff online, but we mm-hmm. still go through our normal routine of going yeah. to stores anyway. And sure. we don't do that to necessarily shop for ourselves, but to let people know that these certain items are hitting retail. And I think that proves more of a service than, you know, saying, oh, Entertainment Earth or Dark Side Toys or whatever other, you know, affiliates out there. Have got this in stock, you know. Not not everyone shops online either, mm. so I think I, this is the thing that just uh, I'm I'm digressing again, but this is the thing that I don't understand. Meat space again, dead to me. It's dead in Australia. Just for toys, forget it. I mean, the joy the joy of going into a, a store and paying nearly fifty bucks for a six inch Black Series figure, and no way you're ever going to see ones you want. It's always the the, the peg warmers. That's no fun. There's no fun. There's no fun in the hunt. And as Dan says, a wasted gas, a wasted time, and it's depressing shopping online, seeing bubbles everywhere. And I don't know if you. I mean, when when I go, if I ever go to Toys R Us, I just don't want to go back again because there's toys all over the floor and it's a mess. And it's like, what's the point? And the toys they have now, it's like, what? What is this? What? Yeah. I, I was looking at the Captain America line. I'm like, I don't understand what any of this is for. Although the you Red know, Skull is a really cool figure. <laughs> But I'm not saying the the figures themselves. I mean, you get the the shampoo bottles these days. You get the giant size Jacks figures. You get the you know. I I'm kind of looking, going, who wants these? And I do that at Toy Fair now too. I look at some of the stuff. I'm like, I don't think this is going to sell very well. Who wants these? <laughs> oh, I <laughs> mean, this guy. Adam Paulus wants those. I want those. Damn it. Jason wants those. <laughs> I don't have any because I've never seen them. So you rant on uh, GTA, Paul. You were you were getting a little dig there, Jason, with a little five points of articulation the yeah, other day again. That. I thought, for God's sake. Look, I'll wrap this show up and we'll uh, we'll give this. You've been very generous with your time again, but uh, thank you for everyone who's watched uh, uh, this great bunch of guys here talking about all the collections and admitting all their, their bad habits and uh, good habits and emotional stories as well. If you're collecting out there, try and collect a little better. Hopefully this has helped you and inspired you to collect a little more. Again, all the links to all this stuff is in the show notes and uh, we'll be back in another month, hopefully with this uh, bevy of beauties here. So we'll see you then for another show. So it's a good night from me and from you guys. Absolutely. Good night. Um, happy hunting. <laughs> Ha, ha, ha.